1: Welcome inside one giant step after a beatdown at the hands of the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm Sean Moresh. He's Paul DeTino here on our Losing Monday recap. Paul, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Sean. Doing
0: okay. And, you know, that weather during Sunday's game was kind of weird. Didn't know what to expect. Thought there might be some precip. There was early. Then it stopped. And then, of course, we actually got snow after the game was over. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, yeah, matter of fact, we were taping this On Monday morning, I had to wake up After, again, losing to the Eagles Which is a fan, rips my heart out But the way they lost, go out to my car And see at 4 in the morning Snow all over it, not a good sign For all my neighbors' ring doorbell cameras As I was in my boxer, scraping snow Off the car and slippers, so that's What the day started like for me, Paul And away we go, but, but I guess That's still a better image than Some of the Giant defenders in coverage Yesterday, so we bought both expected a lost ball. Clearly the Eagles are clearly a better team. And we understand that we understand that the giants are still very much undermanned. Uh, we taped the podcast on Thursday and obviously at the time of taping, we still both thought Leonard Williams would play. Clearly that became evident after the taping. He would not the Saquon Barkley injury emerged. He ended up playing. Uh, And of course, as we alluded to, Win or lose, the biggest game for the Giants was still going to be the one coming up this week versus the Commanders. So, and with Seattle, which you and I were all over, you know that schedule playing out. The Seattle loss helped numb the pain a little bit here uh, with what the Giants have going on. Now, I'd like a Lions loss as well, but let's just get into exactly what went down versus the Eagles. Look, there's undermanned and outclassed and and overmatched, and I get all of that. There's also giving up 48 points and looking at times, at least from a fan perspective, like the Giants of the last couple of years, Joe Judge, the end of the Pat Shermer era. And I know they're not that, and I know that this is a different team. And we could talk about wake-up calls, and and I still think that losing Jackson McKinney was so big to that secondary. But, Paul, 48 points at home to the Philadelphia Eagles. It, any way you try to twist it, it still is very very disheartening and i know that it's the nfl and i know they could put it put it behind them in 6 days but man everything that could go wrong went wrong and it just it's never going to be easy when you give up that many points to the eagles at home for a fan to sit there swallow and be okay with it
0: yeah i understand that i mean i think that you know it was an embarrassing defeat in every way and as you say everything that could go wrong did go wrong i think at the same time you know, you have to look at what the NFL is today. And you have your level of elite teams and you have a Philadelphia Eagles team that all along since July, I expected to be the NFC team going into the Super Bowl because that's what they are. They are legitimate, true Super Bowl contenders, if not favorites to win it. And you have a Giants team that is trying to dig out from, from the quicksand to hold on to a seventh seed in the conference for a playoff spot. In other words, you're looking at Mike Tyson against maybe a Wilfredo Benitez. Well, Mike Tyson's going to knock out Wilfredo Benitez every
1: time, and it's going to be ugly. That's but just Paul, the nature of the business. See, this is where I'm going to push back a little bit. Yes, okay, that, that reference makes sense in reality. But the Giants also didn't need to basically feel like they had zero chance in the game. I mean, we brought up... I mean, I know that things happen in the NFL, and we talk about the NFL being so week to week. The Eagles did lose to the Commanders. They did nearly lose to the Colts. Geez, to start the year, I mean, they only beat the Lions by 3 points. It's not as if the Giants stepped on a field yesterday and the Eagles every week are dropping near 50 points in opponents. Now, I know they killed the Titans the week before, maybe it's wrong place, wrong time. But I mean, to have the, the, the events happen that lead to that. You know what? You go down 7 nothing. wink, adjust the defense, that's fine. To give up that fourth and seven with Julian Love and then have Gillen have the punt. And then offensively, I mean, to start the game, Thomas and Neil getting baked, and Thomas really hasn't done that all year. And just no counterpunch. And then when you finally get in the end zone, you feel a little momentum. To have the special teams give up the big return like that. I mean, Paul... Look, Tyson, all of that, that's all all well and good. The Giants did everything they could to keep themselves out of this game and not have yeah. it anywhere near close. No,
0: Sean, I think it's fair to say that this was the Giants' worst performance of the season, even oh, oh, worse yeah. than the game against Detroit. Definitely. Seriously. I, oh, I agree with that. The Giants played. They brought, like, their D game, okay, and Philly brought their A game. So if you've got Tyson against Benitez and Tyson is rolling on all cylinders and Benitez is fighting, you know, basically with one arm, uh, again, it is what it is. If you're going to have a stinker game, this was the game to have it in because Philly is rolling. I mean, they got the oil on all the engine pistons. And they are rolling as good as any team can play in the NFL right now. So if you're going to drop a stinker, this was the
1: week to do it. Not next week against Washington. Okay, so that and we're gonna get into maybe what events were the worst of Sunday in a second, but this just segues perfectly into what's going to be my next point. I think what disheartens me the most on this Monday morning is after we sat here a week ago following the tie, and you and I completely in lockstep about the tie is obviously much better than the loss, and it's still proving to be that way with the standings. I look at the great scheme of things oh three and one in the last four, one three and one since the bye and since the McKinney injury. And I just, as much as I'm looking forward to Sunday, and maybe my mind is completely different by the time we do the preview podcast, and I look ahead to the schedule beyond that, the Vikings do look vulnerable. We talked about the Colts. Are the Eagles even going to play starters? I mean, the schedule is still there. Everyone's talking about how hard it is. You know, the schedule is still there with winnable games. Yeah. The Giants are putting me in a spot as a fan where, even if I'm to get amped up for this game of Sunday – I'm running out of reasons right now to believe that this team is suddenly going to turn a switch and find a way to win a game or two here down the stretch. And maybe it's because of the way I've been positioned as a Giants fan the last 10 years, where we've totally shifted, where everything went their way in the Eli Manning era to nothing goes the Giants way. But it's hard for me to stomach after that 48-point you know, defeat especially if they don't get some of these guys back, and we've mentioned a couple of them, how suddenly the Giants flip a light switch so well on something because they have to be feeling demoralized in that locker room right now.
0: You know what? I didn't get that sense from talking to the players in the locker room after the game. I think they, they knew they played horribly. They knew they didn't put their best foot forward, but they also understood immediately. In fact, I believe it was Hottie uh, Ward who said to me yeah. after the game, He goes, hey, you know, this is December football, okay? I'm not going to let these guys get down. And I'm telling them, this is where it's got to happen. You got to earn it. No one's going to give us these wins to get into the playoffs. We've got to earn it. We've got to have an edge. I think these guys do have an edge. And they know it's still in front of them. And it starts this week against a team that, quite frankly, they do have more talent than. They know they gave that went away two weeks ago yeah. and wound up settling for a tie. They know they're a better team. They know the officiating that did a job on them at the end of that game. They're a better team. They got to go down and take care of business against a comparable foe and do what they need to do. Now, I will say this, Sean. In all honesty, you look at this team. They will get Leonard Williams back for this game. They've got a real chance of getting Adoree Jackson back for this game. Oh, boy. Now, McKinney had the pins removed, I believe it was on Thursday or Friday of last week, from his hand. The bad news is the hand did not progress as well as he had hoped. So I don't think you're going to see McKinney for at least another couple weeks. All right? So that's not good news because, you know, we found out for all you doubters out there who didn't think maybe McKinney was as good as he was billed or you didn't think Adore Jackson was a cornerback one, Guess what? Since they've been out, you see now how valuable those two guys really are.